0: Love Talk Radio
1: Matthew 21 and 22 If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer
2: I believe I believe I believe I believe I believe
1: and Holy Ghost, no need to boast, cause he's the one I love the most. Cause he's Lord of Lords, he's King of Kings, and like Kurt Franklin sang, that's why we say. no need to no wonder. No to worry, but listen up because I gotta really tell, tell a, a story, story. tell it in the rap so yeah. I can get to nitty gritty. Ain't no pity living in a small city. He started with my mother, he made her a pastor. God can bless anybody if they move fast
0: faster Then
1: the flesh. The flesh is like a test. a test, but ask the question: Are you ready to are be you ready? Are you ready to be blessed? That is the question. Learn a lesson because yes classes in session, take notes, walk a fine rope. rope. believe in God, cause you know there is hope, like the Hebrew boys, yeah, did in the fire, in the fire, cause he's a God that they admire, you gotta believe, you gotta believe, you
2: gotta believe, I believe, Just like a baby. baby. Had so much faith that she never said maybe.
1: Believed in God cause she stood Bible she because did. what she was facing was so fire uh-huh. the doctor told she had cancer didn't have a cancer but she knew God had the right answer believed in God until she was healed, healed. it was like her and God just made a deal the with the taken but God was just making a way uh-huh. so he could tell everybody someday everybody. that the God who serve is real indeed but do you understand that what Abraham sees uh-huh. but if you understand let me refresh, refresh. to get salvation must Believe and confess uh-huh. With your mind, your heart And that's a big start a big And start. when it start turning Get ready for the up Cause it's coming Like a locomotive God is in charge while the devil is demoted? demoted
2: You gotta believe You gotta believe You gotta believe believe
1: gives and to receive I believe, that it went for 40 days and 40 nights that jacob really put up a fight I believe, he banged the earth the sun and moon I believe, and he's coming one day real soon I believe, yeah really peter walked on water I believe, the tyrant had a real dead daughter I believe, the car turn to the wall I believe, the texan had a great big fall
2: I
0: believe,
2: I believe. You declare them with your mouth and believe in your heart, you shall be saved. I believe, believe in trouble, hate from the sick, and they shall recover. I believe. You declare them with your mouth and believe in your heart, you shall be saved. I believe, believe in trouble, hate
0: from the sick, and they
3: shall recover. I- hey, right, you guys, welcome, welcome. It's Wednesday night. It is the Gospel Radio Show right here on Hilltop Radio Show. and welcome everybody for... Uh Being a part of the show Everybody that's tuned in Everybody that's tapped in Everybody that's coming aboard We got a hot show tonight With Mr. Earl Miller Uh He's going to be tuning in with us momentarily He's from out of the Maryland, D.C. area So another uh artist from up upstate Is going to be with us So uh, let's get everybody over What's up, Mr. No Weapon Man? Hi, welcome to the show, brother What's
4: going on, my brother?
3: All right, I'm um, Miss Peggy. Welcome to the show. And You're Robin Lynn, family. welcome to the show. All right, like I said, uh, we got a g- awesome show uh, tonight. We got the uh, uh, gospel artist Earl Earl Miller. I'm sorry, I think I said his name wrong. Earl Miller here tonight on the show. Uh, as a matter of fact, he's here now. Let's go. Let's go ahead and get this show started. What's up, Earl? Right. Welcome
5: to welcome to the show, man. How you feeling tonight, man? Hey, I'm doing great. How
3: about you? I'm doing good, man. Uh, again, thank you from uh, thank you for taking time out of your schedule, man, to join us here on the gospel show, gospel radio show. Uh, what part of Maryland you you call you dialing us from, man? What part of Maryland you in?
5: Well, I'm actually calling you from St. Mary's County, but I'm on my way home, which is in Anne Arundel County. You okay, down
3: there, St. Saint, St. Saint Mary's County boy? You down there in the sticks? <laughs>
5: <laughs> yes, sir. Yes,
3: yeah, sir. I'm, yeah. I'm from I'm from Maryland myself. I'm originally from Maryland myself, I'm on the Eastern Shore side. Yeah, so I'm familiar where okay. you at. Yeah, yes, sir. Okay, yes, sir, okay. man. Yeah, man. Well, man, again, uh shout out, shouts out to uh, Bridge the Gap uh, Promotions, uh, Mr. Yolanda Marshall, for making this happen. Man, reaching out to you. And you being a part of our show tonight, man.
5: I, I appreciate it. I'm, I'm, I'm honored you guys are, you know, think, thinking about me.
3: Oh, no problem, man. So, man, tell us a little bit about who um, Earl Miller is, man. Well, should I say Earl Jerome
5: Miller?
0: <laughs>
3: tell us who you <laughs> yes, are, sir. man.
5: Um, I'm a native Washingtonian. Um, born and raised northeast, southeast, northwest, D.C., um, northeast, Northwest, Southwest, Southeast D.C. Um, all right. I grew, went to um, graduate from HD, D.H.D. Woodson High School. Uh, did one year at Dunbar, Fall Lawns Dunbar High School. Um, all things D.C., that's who I am. I'm proud to say I'm, that, that I'm a Washingtonian. I
0: know noticed you uh, gave...
5: Years- I didn't mean cut you off,
0: man. I just had
3: to get this off. I didn't mean cut you off. I just had to get this out real quick. I noticed you you said you know northeast weather. I see you got that southeast out first when you went into your, your different <laughs> sections of DC. Okay, I hear you. <laughs> I just pick up. you, You know, you know you how, you, how they do it. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah you get the get the rough get the rough next section out of out first. And then you go into the calm and cool collected. Part of town, yeah. I see you got the southeast, northeast out first, but yeah, go ahead, man. I'm messing with you. Got to
5: get the, got to get got to get broken in first. Broken in first, you know.
3: That's right. That's right. That's good, man. Continue to so you handle sorry, yourself in that
5: part of town. Oh yeah.
3: You can handle, yourself that? That you can handle yourself in
5: that. Can you handle yourself anywhere? That's
3: right. No, it was a southeast berry farms over there by. uh, uh, Howard uh, University in northeast over there off of uh, what Maryland Avenue? <laughs>
0: yeah,
5: yeah, northeast Maryland Avenue. I grew up on uh, Mississippi Avenue with my grandmother. I grew up on Mas- six, uh 16 Matthews Avenue, not far from uh, Stadium Ar- Stadium Armory or the, the, uh, the, the old RFK Stadium. That's where I grew up at in South southeast. Proud of it.
3: Dick. Yeah, if you went over there. Uh, northeast, whether it's daytime or nighttime, and you ain't know nobody, you damn sure get getting a beat down there. You go, either you go going to get killed or going go spend a couple of days in the hospital. That's just how rough it was back in
5: them days. Oh, uh, yeah. You it's might, like might, might, might yeah. want to know some people. You might want to have some family close by. But yeah, you're right. <laughs> you don't want to be right. riding your bike in the wrong part of town.
3: That's right. You get ran up on real quick. But, man, again, man, uh, I want to I wanna thank you for uh taking time out of your schedule again, man. We know you're on the road and uh thank you for uh you know being a part of the show again. I'm gonna turn the show over to uh to the ladies. Um Miss uh, Robin, Lynn Mabin and Miss Peggy. Robin and Peggy, go ahead and take it away. Uh Miss Peggy, go ahead and take it away. Uh good
6: evening, sir, and welcome. And thank you so much. It is a great honor, sir, for you to be here tonight. Um,
5: thank you for having
6: me. Oh, it's our pleasure. Truly, uh, it's a pleasure, sir. Um, so if you um, could share the stage uh, with one other artist or band, uh, who would that be?
5: If I was to share the stage with someone performing, you saying?
6: Yes.
5: Um, I would share the stage probably with your. Oh, uh, that's a that's a great question. I would say Stevie Wonder. And I I do I do gospel Christian you know music, but my style is the music is very eclectic, and I've always been a fan of Stevie Wonder. He writes timeless music.
7: Yes, sir. That yeah.
5: Oh wow! Yeah, he writes timeless. Mm-hmm. His music is timeless because he writes. I mean, love songs, songs that were, um, you know, going on. Songs that, that that were political, that reflected what was going on in the environment. That's the guy. Mhm. Yes. He played yeah, drums. He played yeah. harmonica. He played keyboards. He, you know, he wrote. Um, you know, it's, it's amazing. The guy would, would give someone such a great gift of songwriting, being that yeah, he's that he was, uh, you know, couldn't see. He's blind.
0: Wow.
6: I know he, wow, that just gives me chills. Uh, wow. Um, oh, and um, sir, um, what um, has been the high point of your music past so far? The highlight of my music past, past you
5: said past? Yes, sir um i would say to be able to write music that really helps people um get in touch with their relationship of god and you know someone would tell me that this song really changed their life and made them think differently uh, about you know the, the, the trajectory they were on uh that really that really means a lot to me to hear that um i've always been a musician um, but I, I, I enjoy being a songwriter and producer that really that does, has a better impact, a deeper impact, I would say,
0: in terms of people's
5: lives. Because you, you can always remember a song. When you hear a particular song, you a song you really, really like, you can always think about where you were when that song played for the first time and what you were doing.
6: Yes, sir. That's, yes, definitely. Um and, um, sir, could you pick one song that was your greatest challenge to
5: write? To write. I would say a song I did um, recently for a friend of mine's, uh, for a thing I have on a YouTube page, my YouTube page, and a friend of mine to sing it, and uh, the song was called Never Alone. And a friend of mine's named Alvin Jones, who's a, a phenomenal vocalist. And it took me a while to write it. I just had a lot going on. It seemed like it's the, the challenges of um, of life, and um, you know, I couldn't get the words together right away like I like I usually do with certain songs. And it took me some time to get that song together. That was about a, a bit of a challenge. But I think what it was, I needed to have some other experiences in my life for the song to become. Uh, more rele- relevant for myself So that was a mm-hmm. recent song I did with, with a friend of mine named Alvin Jones The song was called Never Alone
0: Oh wow
6: Wow well thank you so much sir And again it's a great honor For you to be here And thank you so much I'm going to hand the mic back over to DJ
5: Sean Okay
3: Again Mr. Miller again man thank you thank you thank you and appreciate you again man for uh taking time out of your schedule uh um before I go into other questions from the other uh hosts man uh what, what 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 church are you affiliated with where's your home church at
5: Uh home church is. I just I just started playing at a church uh, called uh First Saints Community Church uh, that's in that's down in St. Mary's County. Uh, that's where I that's where I'm, I'm ministering at down there now. I'm um, the um, the director of music down there.
3: Go well, ahead. Go ahead and, go ahead and uh, give the, the give the name of the church and the address in case people are listening.
5: Yeah, go ahead and give the sure.
3: that information so, out there, my brother. Yeah.
5: Yeah, it's called um, First Saints Community Church, um, and the address is. Uh, I, I actually kind of forget it myself. Hold on,
3: hold on one second. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh, uh oh, oh, you get ready, to get you get ready, get your offering taken from you. <laughs> uh Oh <laughs> no, Yeah, not, man.
0: No. <laughs>
3: okay,
0: I can hear the ladies Yo, in the church now.
3: I, uh, I can hear the ladies in the church now. Oh Lord, Pastor, they forgot the name of the church, y'all. <laughs>
5: right, right. It's the uh, twenty-five. Five five zero twenty five five fifty uh point lookout road in Leonardtown, Maryland. Uh the pastor's um Pastor Chris Owens. Okay. All right, all
3: right. Well, uh again, thank you. Uh Mr No you got questions for this young man? I
4: actually do. What's up, man? How you doing?
3: Good, how about yourself? I'm
4: doing fine. Uh question. Uh everybody has I know musically everybody has that moment where they get, you know, just stuck in a certain place. What is your inspiration that when you're in a place that you're stuck that causes you to keep going?
5: Uh, One thing I've learned is when you're trying to push something that's not working, when you're trying to push something that's not working, it's best to kind of don't do music. Go outside. I'll go outside and enjoy nature. I'll take a walk. Um, I'll just get quiet. I'll get quiet. That's what I do when I get stuck like that.
4: So solitude, yeah. solitude would be your your place that solitude, you get encouraged. Yeah,
5: yeah. Right. Not not just okay. now. If, I, if I'm trying to if I'm trying to write a song, then yeah, solitude is great. If I if I'm trying to be inspired musically from a, a musical musician point of view, I might listen to other uh-huh. other musicians, that play or listen to other artists.
4: What 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 artists do you look up to? Like you were listening to like for the
5: inspiration. Uh, one of the, my greatest inspirations is a guy named Corey Henry, the organ player, a uh, phenomenal organ player. Uh, Kevin Powell's another guy I like listening to, the organ player, uh, because they think they think out of the box, musically, uh, the way they arrange their music. People are just playing, if they're being inspired to play that moment, things they can hear, you know, they can hear those chords that, you know, the, the normal average person can't listen, can't hear. But it inspires me to, you know, to get better and and work on my craft.
4: Gotcha, gotcha. To get to
5: that place place where I can get my own, I can, I'll say it like this. They inspire me to find my own voice. Because everybody has their own voice. They have their own sound. And you're never going to be happy until you discover that.
3: Wow. Yeah, that's like in, in all in all music, everybody wants to sound like somebody instead of trying to sound like themselves. Yeah, I, I understand what you're, you're right. saying.
4: right. Yeah, you're right,
5: DJ. Yes. Because yeah. there's only there's only you know God made you unique. You're not like anybody else. And right. you know that's what I was saying Stevie Wonder or you know a guy like Michael Jackson or you know Kirk Franklin or Richard Smallwood. I mean these guys they they found who they were and and stayed in it. And we're comfortable with that. And it's easy because you're drawn, you know, you're drawn to things that you like. And so once you find out what that is, you know, and you like it, you enjoy it, you, you, you know, you build around that. You don't try to be like someone else.
3: Exactly. All right. uh, Robin Lynn Maven.
7: Hi, welcome to the show. Um, music, music, Thank and you. ministry. Uh, Thank you. What are your thoughts about music and ministry?
5: In terms of, like, church service ministry? You're talking about, like, gospel and church on church service airwaves.
7: ministry, gospel on the airways, and particularly as far as maybe ministries using music to move the people or to influence the people.
5: I think that you have to be cognizant that music is, a, is the great influencer. It is. Um, I think in, in a service, you have to make sure you're not using it to manipulate people. I'm talking about someone mm-hmm. in leadership to make them do what you want them to do um, in terms of chintillating their emotions to
0: mm-hmm. empower
5: yourself versus you trying to help them to empower themselves. Or I should say get them to get them to God so they can be empowered by God. You say it like that. So I've been in environments where, you know, some certain people in leadership like to use leaders to influence people to give money, to make them feel good, mm-hmm. so to speak, emotionally,
0: mm-hmm.
5: but only to control them. So I think it has to be a balance of that. Any any song, should, especially in, in ministry, should make you connect to God. And not to say God can't use a person, but it should definitely drive you and strengthen and deepen your relationship with the Most High. Right.
7: Wow. Okay, so for leadership, you got to be real, real disciplined to be in, in, in leadership in any type of ministry. Let me ask you, how old were you? when when you realized that you had the love of music and the love of God, both,
5: <laughs> okay, yeah, I was pretty uh, I'll say I was about six or seven when I realized I had a love of God um I just had that my mother just said my mother's told me that I've always had that um she's always said I was a little different from the other kids, and I haven't seen it I seem to have a uh, uh, be very self-aware is what she was say. And I just kind of knew things a little differently. My um, love for music didn't really kick in until I was about 12 or 13. And I just, um, okay. it really brimmed over when I was 16.
7: Wow. So what was it that led you to discover your love of music?
5: Playing it, well, in a the in in the black church, especially Pentecostal and storefront churches, you know, if you show an inkling, an inkling of talent, or, or desire, or you know, yeah, a lot of times in the black church, they will encourage you. They will try to push you, um, you know, to, to do it, to pursue it, and they'll try to set you up, you know, with you know, with the choir director and the, the choir, and you know. That was my story. I, I, I was not the most talented because I can pluck on keys, um, one or two keys, and I could play the same chord. But, you know, I just had a desire. And I didn't know how I was going to get better, but I just had the desire. I started from that point <laughs> on. My mother bought me my first keyboard, uh, from Radio
1: Shack. It was a small okay.
5: 20-key keyboard that had blue and red Can't buttons deal. on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It wasn't a cast.
0: It was some other, I think
5: it was called Tandy. That's how old it goes back. Ooh, t- yeah, That's right. That's old school. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that was the best gift I ever had my entire life. Little Albert, you get up
7: there and sing, Jesus, yes, Jesus loves me, and, and, and I'm going to let my light shine. <laughs> exactly,
5: exactly. That was the best gift I ever got in my life. I, I, You know, I was like, you know, I didn't care about the yellow-green buttons. I was just like, you know, hey, it works. I can make a sound. That's all that matters.
7: Wow. That's, that's amazing. It's very nice to meet you. Back to you, Sean.
3: All right. All right, well, let's get into, uh, let's get into one of your songs, Mr. Miller, and we'll come back with some more questions, man, because I got some – I'm sitting up here jotting on some stuff, man, to get you in trouble since you are there in the barrel of DC, you know, area. I'ma throw some stuff at you, man. You know, see,
0: see,
3: see if you get, see if you can see what you get right, man. See if people ain't gonna get bad with you tomorrow morning, man. But welcome back. This Uh-oh, is the okay. gospel radio. This is the gospel radio show right here on Hilltop Radio. Show. We got the one and only Mister Earl Jerome Miller right here in the house. We're getting ready to start with the song called Bow Down right here. We'll be right back, y'all. Oh, For sure, needed that, needed that right now. All right, all right. Uh, Mister No Weapon, talk to us, man. Very inspirational. Yeah, I, I agree with you, DJ. is very inspirational.
4: It uh, it makes you want to just fall in love with the Lord. Uh, no matter what place of uh, life that you're in spiritually, it just makes you want to get closer to the Lord. So, my brother, appreciate you for making that song.
5: Oh, thank you.
3: Uh, Ms. Peggy
6: Sir that song is so uplifting and spiritually um, it just brings joy to my heart my soul it is truly uplifting I can't stress that enough Her, how much energy and the message in that is amazing thank you so much
5: i oh, praise to God
7: for it
3: Miss Robin Lynn, Boz Live Radio, I am streaming. Seattle.
7: Yeah, man. We're gonna worship today. Lord, I will lift my eyes to the hills from which cometh my help. Okay. You took me there. I was like all the way down there. I was about to call my pastor up and say, Sir, can we have service right now? (laughs) Thank you.
0: (laughs) Wow.
3: All right, uh, Mr. Miller, tell us a little bit about that song, man. About Down. the lady that um, that, 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 I, sung, that song that man, she has a lovely voice, real lovely voice, man. Talk to us.
5: Yeah, I, I wrote that song about 2006. I was, um, I can remember, I was, uh, I was downstairs in, the, in my basement, and um, I just had this melody that came to me, <clears throat> and with a string arrangement, and um, I think it was like three o'clock in the morning and all I kept hearing in my in my spirit was the term bow down. And I that melody the melody came to me with the with the, the, uh, the part where the strings comes in with the when the uh, when the drum beat comes in. And um I was just um that night I was just down there just worshiping worshiping God and thanking him for his um his goodness to me his mercy towards me. Um, only because I know that Everything that I have and everything I've accomplished is because of him and his grace. And um, that song just came to me. And I, uh, when I wrote that song, I was actually in tears because um, it, was, it, was, it was heavily inspired. That's all I can tell you. I can't really, you know. And so I'm, I had some singers and friends of mine that had put a group together uh, back in uh, 2018 uh, for, for a function at uh, my wife's cousin's church. And I wanted to do that song then, so I gave it to them to, to, to learn a song, and um, it had a very um, a good response back from people. So I knew that I knew that was from God. I knew He give me that song. And so my, the, the young lady that sings, her name is Anissa Simon. Um, very very uh, gifted singer, very anointed singer. Um, she, she brings a lot of richness in her voice. Has a lot of richness to it, a lot of depth to it. And she, she's the type of person expresses it when she sings a song, she sings um, from her soul in terms of what she's, what she's lived and through what she believes. Sometimes sing the person sings a song, they can memorize the words or maybe the melody, but they haven't lived a song. And so you can tell, you know, what, we, what people call someone, say they, uh, they have a lot of soul to their singing that comes from their experience or pain or trauma. That comes through the song. But you have to live a song to sing it. Oh yeah.
3: Oh yeah. Sure. So uh Earl, where where can people follow you at on social media? Um,
5: they can follow me on um uh my Facebook page at Earl Jerome Miller. They can follow me on, on Instagram at Earl Miller Music. Uh, or they can follow me on uh, Reverb Nation actually Earl Jerome Miller on Reverb Nation Or they can follow me on YouTube at uh, Earl Miller music I'm going to say that too. I have a, um, a portion up there on my YouTube channel called Solo S- solo sessions where I feature uh, various vocalists
8: and musicians
5: uh, songs that I've written other songs that I've written and I think these are the vocalists who are very talented, very gifted, uh, vocalists. Give them their, their, their um their recognition for what they um what they've given to to the, the metropolitan area. That's what I do. And I have well, we another, uh to... thing they call I'm sorry, go ahead.
3: No go no 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 go ahead. You speak. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I apologize. Go ahead.
5: Yeah, I I saw the song called Many Song Chronicles Where I have songs that I've written um, You know, they're real short songs Songs that were inspired uh, That kind of thing But primarily I I use it to uh, feature other artists Okay Well um,
3: Let's, uh, you know, whatever day uh, Easier for you to, to talk Let's have a Let's talk about those artists that you uh have on your platform let's give them a let's give them another platform let's get them here on you know our gospel show on wednesday nights and uh give them a chance to showcase their talents uh not only locally but uh on a worldwide level here on uh here on hilltop radio show man so you know let's talk about that um if you know this week or next week or next week or you know whenever it's uh suitable for your for your schedule to to talk man give them another a bigger platform uh because that's what we do here we try to give you know artists uh whether they're gospel you know country uh, hip-hop rap or whatever we try to give them a a bigger a bigger platform man and will help not only to help them grow it'll help everybody grow and it's more fellowship more fellowship in and uh, more networking for for these artists to get out and, and be heard, man, because you never know, you know, who's listening these days on these radio programs and shows and stuff, man. So, you know, I would love to yep. have a conversation with you, okay. and, you know, and we'll uh, correspond through, you know, Bridge the Gap and get everything set up through them, man, and, uh, you know, and get those young, that okay. talent, uh, you know, here on the show, man, you know, if that's uh, okay, okay with you. Yes Okay. So, man, I'm getting ready to put you to the hot seat, man. Here's four things. You know, if a lot of people ain't never been to Maryland. Maryland is known for its its seafood. Seafood is number one in Maryland. So, here's here's four things, man. You prefer the Maryland the Maryland crab soup, the Maryland crab cake, the oyster fritter, or the soft shell or the soft shell crab sandwich. What's what's your take? <laughs>
5: I'm going. I'm I'm going with the crab cake.
3: All right, crab cakes. Now where yeah, you I get look, your crab I'm, I'm cakes for, from? I'm,
5: where are you gonna get your crab cakes from?
3: Ten buck twos over um, in Howard County? Or or over there at uh Inner Harbor in Baltimore where are you gonna go get where you gonna go get over there in Annapolis where
5: are you at? I'll get get them over where I'm at or I've gone across the um the uh Bay Bridge. Uh I can't think of the name of the spot but the spot my my wife and I've gone to, they had some really good crab cakes. It's a
3: really good cream of crab soup. Oh, okay. You talk about over there uh Kenton Arrows, Kenton
5: Arrows Kent, over that way? Kent, yeah, Kent yeah, Kent,
3: yeah, Kent Island. That, that,
5: that
3: yeah. Okay. Yep, exactly. Yeah, okay. All right, I know where you That's at right.
5: I'm 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 going with the so I'm going with the crab cakes. Okay.
3: okay, all right, all right, man. All right, man, we're getting ready to go into another song we'll be back with some more trivia with you, man. Here on the Gosp radio shows Mr Narda and Mr. Earl. Uh, Jerome Miller right here on the show, y'all. His next song is The Holy One. We'll be right back. Here on the gospel show tonight Alright go ahead Ms. Peggy talk to us
6: Yes sir It just feels like we are at church uh, Sir that song Is so spiritually uplifting uh, it, it is so much Energy And the power The power And the energy um, It's just spiritually uplifting Thank you so much Mr. DJ Sean
3: Rob, I'm going to have to get, you to get you those songs to play on your uh, praise and worship show up there in Seattle. Uh, go ahead, Robin.
7: Yeah. Uh, uh, man, do you have one of those little sticks? I think they call it a standard. Do you have a standard? Do you use it? <laughs> do I have a standard? <laughs> yeah. You know that little stick that they, before you start, they, they, and then they lift the standard, and the whole orchestra, and the and the and the and the people. They look at you, and, and you do your hands up two three up two three. Do you oh, use your hands at all that too? Yeah, the conductor. Uh,
5: use my, 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 yeah,
7: use my hand, Yeah. Well, you need to get you one of those standards, man. Uh, 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 uh that's something that even kirk franklin doesn't have
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh kirk
7: <Crazy>. <laughs>
0: wow
7: <laughs> all
3: right mr no Webber. Wow! hey man i love i love
4: it you, you guys i i love hilltop radio show you guys are straight straight hilarious but man i love it you know what i'm saying um you you actually remind me of one of those choirs that that uh kirk franklin used to uh uh mm-hmm. conduct you know he have his have his hands waving in the air and, you know I, and i'm trying to pay attention to the song but i'm sitting over here looking at kirk franklin like okay then do do your thing my brother you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. uh yeah man, I, I like
3: I, I can dig it i would thank you
5: oh glory to the most high so, so most of this music you write, you write all
3: your music, and and it's, and it's composed to, you know, to the to the, you know, the choir, uh, Earl. Tell us how that arrange, arrangement is.
5: Uh, well, I I have songs that like for choirs, and I have music like for for other artists. So, I have I have a, you know, I call it eclectic. So, mm-hmm. a lot of those songs were um were like for the choir kind of feel to it. Um I should say more like, more of a chorale feel, not a choir. A choirs a little larger. This is more for a smaller group of people, like maybe eight or nine people. Um, so it, it doesn't have you know it doesn't have that big booming type of vo- the singers have, are, have large voices, but uh, it's more for a chorale, You know, maybe like uh, six or seven vocalists that can sing really that can project really well very well. So that that song. Um, I just um, I just had the melody, and I had the the groove to it, and I just kind of went from that. And again, it was about the Most High. So uh, I've read you know in the Bible many times where the uh, the seraphim and cherubim in in heaven keep saying holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Um, holy means that's you know set apart from anything you know that our minds could only can comprehend. So when I think of God being holy, I think of him being set apart uh, completely different from what man has um, subjugated his image to be. So um, my song, that song particular has a lot of, um, I don't want to say redundancy to some degree, but it's just a reminder of the, the greatness and the vastness of God, how great he is. And I know people say that a lot, you know, God is great, God is great, but, you know, to really look at the vastness of God, you know,
3: of course, you can see that in creation. So um, I hope that makes sense. Right. That makes a lot of sense. Uh-huh. So, so I'm, I'm going
5: to ask you a question, uh,
3: Earl. Uh, the traditional ways of uh, worshiping uh, with other <laughs> churches, like, you know, especially Maryland, you know, all over Maryland, you know, is is known for, you know, uh, churches, uh, Worshipping with other churches, you know, whether you know you Pentecostal or you know Baptist or you know A.M.E. you know or whatever. Um, do you think the, the the old traditional ways? And I'm talking about Maryland itself. I don't know about you know uh, you know Delaware and and uh, Virginia does you know follows the same lead as well. Do you think um do you think the churches have gone away from fellowshipping? And and you know and really worshiping and getting the music out there, you know, as Robin said in the beginning, you know, uh, a lot of churches use their music to really, you know, bring up, uh, you know, bring the old folk in, you know, and the kids, you know, the you know and the young folks in, in into the churches. Do you think they've they've got away from that, you know, that old school tradition? What's your take on that?
5: Oh, tradition. Um, yeah, I mean, some some churches try to maintain that um I think you have to you know well there's a story behind every song so the hymns have stories behind them and so you, you know you have to use and I think there's 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 some people who are you know trying to keep keep that you know the the light of the, the hymns alive um but that's where you know the message in those hymns and so I can't speak for a lot of all church I don't really know um but I I do think um, we have to kind of keep keep that. Those hymns were you know through the struggles of, of African Americans,
8: uh, they
5: they certainly brought us over, um, especially during slavery, uh, post slavery, um, Jim Crow, Black Codes,
0: mm-hmm.
5: um, Penal Codes. It, it brought us through all all those things. So I think we you know it kind of reminds us as Black people, in terms of you know what those songs really mean to us, the hymns, and, um, again, reflecting on, on a relationship with God.
0: Um, mm-hmm.
5: Songs don't necessarily have to be a hymnal, but they should have a strong message about God being our deliverer, God being our our, our, our source, God being our guide, you know, God being, um, you know, our, our, our sovereign, our sovereign, you know, mm-hmm. control of our lives, our judge, all those things are very important. And so I know being a black person myself, you know, we know all about black you know a lot about um, going through, making it through, you know, deliverance, right. you know. So I think right. all those things are very are very important. So so honestly, um, yeah, I think hymns are very important. I think we, I try in my, my, my personal time, you know, I, I stay connected musically to hymns and learning hymns and, you know, remembering hymns. But I think you gotta have you gotta have a little bit of both. You gotta have the hymns. You have to have the contemporary. You know, music is always evolving, anyway.
3: Right, right. Yeah, because uh, it's a good thing. You you know, you talked about the slavery and everything. You know, a lot of people don't know Maryland was a hub for uh, uh, bringing slaves into you know from from Africa into into United States as well. And if you if you go further uh, down. Uh, I'm gonna say Route fifty closer to uh the Atlantic Ocean, uh closer to Ocean City. Um Yeah. There uh there's a there's a town called uh uh Berlin. Berlin um was a Berlin had a, a slave plantation. Um outside of uh, Was that
5: the place where they had the sex the sex the sex farms that over there? Was that the sex farm spot over there?
3: Yes, sir. Yep. yep. Yes, sir, yep.
5: yeah. Yep. Uh, like They're breeding slaves over there. Brian, right. yeah, I've heard
3: about it. Yeah. 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 So there, that plantation, actually that plantation is still Still there off of, uh, what's that, 113, 150 and 113 there in uh, Berlin, you know, before you get into, deep into Berlin off of Route 50. So, yeah, I know exactly what you mean because a lot of them, uh, you know, came through there and then a lot of them, the old, you know, old spiritual hymns are still, that's why I said Maryland is a, you know, you know, they still, you know, go to that old school hymn book, you know, in the churches and stuff down there on the Eastern Shore. So that's why I brought that up, question I brought that up to you. So, uh, again, uh, we appreciate you, man, for taking time out of your schedule. We got another song. But before we do that, man, uh, I got another thing. Uh, Baltimore, the Inner Harbor, or Washington, the National Harbor?
5: (laughs) Which one do I like the best? Uh, I'm going to go with National Harbor.
3: Okay. All right. Well, you know
5: what? Let's, let me back up a second. I, actually, I'm a little biased from DC, so I'm go I'm going to go with Haynes Point. Ames All, Point. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right.
3: Okay. Oh, All right. Only
5: the only the people only the people in my area would know about that the Haynes Point area.
3: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
5: Uh, this is the one and only Mr. Mr. Earl
3: Jerome Miller. I know everybody's like, DJ Sean, what the hell are you talking about? This is a Maryland thing, y'all. This is a Maryland thing. A DMV thing. You wouldn't understand. No, I'm just playing. All right, this is the last song we're going
0: into. Love, love with you. We'll be right back, y'all.
5: Father, because of your great love for me, I am in love with you. Purity?
0: Mm. Don't care if
6: My body and my whole spiritual mind, I am completely moved and uplifted uh, just from the energy of these songs. Um, I just can't describe into words, sir, how much energy and how much um, just truly uplifted and spiritual. Um, I love the messages and everything. Thank you so much, DJ Sean.
5: Um, All right, thank you.
3: Uh, Robin,
7: no Robin Lynn Maven. Yes, sir. Hey, Sean. I really miss Debo right about now, cause Earl, Earl over here playing by himself, man. Earl mm-hmm. is playing by himself, man. Oh yeah. The, the 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 I could be like at a concert. I could like turn on the radio. And I could just be listening to, like, wow gospel, all coming from this guy, okay? Yeah. Um, I'm sitting here, like, oh, wow. really, really, um, really, really moved because we're family here. We're, like, real family here at Hilltop. You know, we don't put each other down. We don't pick each other up and put each other down. We we let each other know what's going on. We don't drop in. We don't drop out. All of that. And your music tonight is just making me feel all warm and fuzzy, man. Because Earl playing by himself, man.
0: Oh,
5: yeah. <laughs> oh, I was oh, going wow. to say that.
7: Bye, y'all.
5: Thank, thank you very much. Uh,
3: Mr. Noe. To to thank you. Yes, sir.
0: Uh, uh. Uncle
4: Earl, you Uncle Earl for the night. <laughs> uh, uh, man, you're a one-man band, you know what I'm saying? Uh, hey, I ain't mad at you do what you do. That's that, that's that kind of music where you get up in the morning, you're putting your clothes on, you you know, you thank the Lord for waking you up in the morning, and, and you put on, on Uncle Earl, and, and you just make it do. It, 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 you know
0: what? Uh, I make it do what you do, baby.
4: Uh,
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> uh, thank you.
3: <laughs> hey, Earl again, man, uh thank you for taking time out of your schedule, man, and uh being a part of the show again. Uh shouts out to uh Bridge the Grab, uh Promotions, Yolanda Marsha for uh setting this up tonight, man. Uh I have your phone number. I will be getting in touch with you so we can be you know, so we can talk about, you know, those other artists and stuff, man. Uh one more time, man, uh can you let everybody know where they can follow you at on social media and where they can find your music and any shout-outs you want to give at this time?
5: Sure. Uh, you, you can find me on uh, Earl Jerome Miller on um, Facebook, uh, Earl Miller Music on uh, Instagram. Uh, you can go to um, Earl, Earl, Miller, Earl Jerome Miller on Reverb Nation. Um, I also have uh, uh, Earl Miller and Purity. On Reverb Nation as well too. You can you can purchase my music through that way. Uh, you can also go to uh, reach out. You can find me on on You on, on um, YouTube at Earl Miller Music as well. Uh, I, I give a shout out to uh, say my wife. My wife has been very supportive of of, of this music journey. Um, she's been um, one of my main supporters and cheerleaders, and uh, I'm I'm always eternally grateful for having a woman that supports her man and uh, stands beside him, uh, stands behind him. Uh, she's always uh, given me very positive words and uh, I'm very grateful for her, uh, for her her um her love, her undying love and and, and commitment to me right. and to being a wife. Right, because I, I was getting ready things. to
3: say, yeah. I didn't mean to cut y'all because I was getting ready to say, if you, had, if you yeah. have any issues, we got Dr. Dr. Terry Moore on next with love and relationship. He's up next for us. I'll tell you, you can stay on and, and get, some, get, get him to help you out. bit. now nah, man, I'm just messing with you, man. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> right, that, right. You know, you have someone that that supports you like that, man. Yeah,
5: and we all need
3: that. Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. And I uh, shout out. I have a lot of friends um, who've helped. You know, with the music. I um, I didn't do it. By, I didn't didn't do it by myself. I had you know vocalists and
0: um, uh, it's, a,
5: it's different people I've, that, that I've met uh, that have been really good friends and committed to me.
8: Uh, I got a, a
5: godfather, uh, Larry Brown, um, godmother, Lisa Henderson. Uh, just, I, I don't really want to start naming people because you're going to forget people and people get upset. So uh, <laughs> I'm just thankful for, for the gift God's given me and my wife and the friends that God's given me, family.
3: All right, man. Well again, man, thank you. Appreciate you. Enjoy your music. Love your music and uh we're gonna be talking and uh you know, as as uh it's not, not seldom you get to talk to somebody from home, so man, you know, make sure you keep make sure you keep that uh Maryland crab cake and stuff ready for me so when I come home I ain't gotta go run and look for it. I can come to you.
5: <laughs> <laughs> you got it.
3: All right, man. You have a good night and a blessed weekend, my brother.
5: Thank you, guys, for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm
3: grateful. All right. You too. Thank you. Sure. Now. All right, you guys. This is the one and only Mr. Earl Jerome Miller right here on the Gospel Radio Show. You guys already know what it is. The second half of the show, we got the one and only Mr. I'm going to call him Mr. T, but you guys know him as Dr. Terry is with us. What's up, Terry? How you doing, Mr. T? How you feeling tonight there, my brother?
8: Hey, oh, I'm doing good, man. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes, sir. Oh, yes, fantastic! Sir. Thank you for having me on tonight. I appreciate it, sir. Thank you for having me on.
3: Hey, man. Always, Welcome. always a pleasure. Always a pleasure having you on here, big brother. So now we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> start the conversation. I'm gonna go ahead and start. I'm gonna go ahead and let Mister No Weapon start off tonight, man, because I, I can feel a little tension inside his soul. <laughs>
4: No,
3: I'm
8: just saying. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm hey, listening. Hey, what you, you guys did, got for me tonight?
4: I, I got a topic, man. Uh, that I was been thinking about for about 22 years.
8: <laughs> Damn.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I, I just got. I just give, give me your opinion on it. You know what I'm saying? And and, and I know I'm probably for the people that I know is going to be listening. They're gonna they're gonna call me and, and be pissed off, but I don't really care. Here's my thing. Just say you meet a man, man meet a woman, woman meet a man. How long should you wait to be intimate with that person?
8: Well, you know what? Um, there's actually two answers to that question. Um, because we're talking about consenting adults, it really is up to the, the couple on when they should have uh, that first intimate encounter, the problem that uh, that comes up majority of the time is that no one really has that conversation. See, nobody really sits down and says, listen, w- what are we doing here? Because if one person would say, listen, I'm, I'm going to be completely honest with you, I'm not looking for a relationship, I'm just trying to get mine right now, and I'm not trying to wait around, then that other person can say, you know what, I'm, okay let's let's make that happen. We'll do it that way, or the other person may say, Well, that's not what I'm interested in and uh you know I, I think we we're not gonna be a good match for each other uh unfortunately, majority of people don't have that conversation, so they play they play the game you know one person is thinking about something this way and the other person is thinking about it this way and so what happens is that that answer to that question can be Do we wait three months? Do we wait six months? Do we wait a year? And I I think that it's kind of hard to have that answer if both people would actually sit down and say, what are you looking for? Well, I'm looking for something long-term. Well, when do you feel like uh, we should get uh, intimate? Well, you know, if it it works out fine, you know, maybe three months we could have that conversation. But not let's not have that conversation right now because we got to get to know each other. Or it could be Here listen, the... uh, I'm be honest with you. So yeah, they, people never really have that conversation. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
4: No, I was gonna say this. D- do you feel like that just because you have sex on the first night or the next night that it's going to be uh, uh, detrimental or harmful to the relationship, or do you believe that just because you have sex too soon that it it, it still can last for fifty years?
8: Oh, it, it can definitely last for 50 years. The problem is, again, we, we are very bad at communication and mm-hmm. talking to each other. So what happens with a lot of guys, now this doesn't really happen with women. I can't really say I'm not a lot of women, so I'm going to speak from, from a guy's point of view. A lot of times, guys think they know what they want. And when they find the girl, they're like, that's the one for me, and you know, but unfortunately, once they become intimate, majority of guys lose interest right after the intimacy. They're like second guessing themselves, man. Why did I? I should have waited. I don't even know this girl's middle name. I don't even know what school this girl used to go. And all of a sudden, now they're backing away because for them, they did no foundation. They're like, man, I should have waited. Now that doesn't happen all the time. It happens the majority of the time. It can be a situation where both of them have, you know, get intimate with each other, and then they really say, man, you know what, I really like this girl. And the girl says, you know, I really like this guy. But, again, it does come down to communication because where do we go from here? What are we doing? And if you have that conversation and says, listen, I'm going to be honest with you, I know we just slept with each other, but I'm not looking for anything long term. I think most women would appreciate guys being honest like that. But most guys will not be honest because they realize, okay, I moved too fast. I'm not really interested. Now, how do I back out without me looking, you know, crazy and without without making her crazy? So, sometimes we just go silent. We don't even answer the phone because we figure, like, uh, I'm not (laughs) going to talk to her. I'm not going to say nothing. So, you know, like that. And the girl is like, see? He's just like all the other guys. And we would have just had the conversation before we slept with it and say, Listen, before we jump in this bed, what are you looking for? Because I'm gonna tell you what I'm looking for. And if we both agree But who has as who adult, has that conversation let's make it happen.
4: Who has that conversation like who ha- say listen, this is what we need to figure out before we jump in this bed? A lot of times they just jump in the bed and then figure it out later.
8: Yeah, yeah, but both sides I mean a woman's can. She could pump the brakes too and be like, listen, hold on, what we doing here? Because I'm looking for long-term. Are you looking for (laughs) long-term? And let the dude (laughs) say, well, to be honest. Now, let me tell you, some dudes, well, not some dudes, a lot of dudes, because they're about to jump in bed, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, 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 I'm definitely looking for long-term. But they know they're not. And so a woman has Uh, to realize, like, okay, I'm taking a chance with this dude. (laughs) <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. He he definitely like right, he definitely gonna say whatever needs to be said. But not all dudes are like that because let me tell you, I I've got a philosophy. And as much as as, as I enjoy, you know, being with a woman, I always say I am not opening up that uh, opening up a door I can't close. If I know there's gonna be trouble on the end other end of the line, I will not open up that door. I don't care how bad she is, how fine she is. If I get a bad vibe from her, hell so I, yeah! I, I, listen, <laughs> I'm like, nah, I ain't nah, uh-uh. that ain't nothing but trouble. I know this is a
3: gospel show, but fuck that.
8: <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you know when you when you open up that door, you know it's hard to close that door.
3: Let me
0: say this: I, Do I, mean, I really me, want to?
8: Do-
3: well, hold
8: on, hold on, hold
4: I on, had, on let, him, let him finish talking. Uh, okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. ahead. Go no, ahead. Go ahead. no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I'm, I'm done. I'm done, y'all. Yeah, okay. no, 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 go I'm ahead, I'm done. Okay, I've had women to say, like, like I, I did it a woman, and I said that, you know, a lot of times women, you know, they'll hit me, you can give me your opinion, or anybody can, that they'll say, well, I hear more women say that, you know, I'm celibate, I want to wait till I fall in love, or which they say they'll want to wait till marriage, which I ain't doing. Okay, they'll say, but but if a man says, "I want to wait to marriage to have sex," they feel some kind of way.
8: Yeah, I can jump in. Anybody want to jump in before I jump in?
3: Well, I, I just want to say, a lot of women say that because they were raised that way. A lot, a lot of women uh, say that because they were raised that way. Maybe because their their mother and father you know, deep in church or you know, father's a pastor or something like that. But uh, a lot of uh, a lot of women uh, do do that because they want to. Do that. I guess it's a. Robin, ain't there a scripture in the Bible that that says a woman's supposed to be pure until she's until she's married or something like that? If I'm not mistaken, somewhere around there. But yeah, uh, but uh, some women say that.
7: Yeah. It, um, go ahead. It's basically basically when a man finds a wife he finds a good thing and obtains a a a the favor of god and when a man has sexual intercourse with a woman god considers that the act of marriage then he has scriptures about uh uh abstaining from sex uh uh if you're married and you have sex outside of marriage that's adultery. If you're single and you have sex without marriage, that's fornication. So, you know, these are some of the things that God that God uh asks or requires of us along with the ways of, of being pure and the virtues of being pure. Yes, the virtuous woman.
8: You're correct. Mhm. Okay. Go ahead, go ahead Terry. Yeah. Well, well. To answer your question, um, when a woman says that I'm waiting to marriage, you know, I'm celebrate, There's a couple of reasons, and and the ladies on the line they can correct me if I'm wrong. So I'm like I say, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm speaking on behalf of all women. I'm just saying my opinion is that two things are happening. One of two things. The first thing is that she has all intentions of, listen, I'm waiting till I get married. Uh, I'm not having sex. I'm celibate, which may be absolutely true. But sometimes what happens, feelings get caught up. And what happens when the feelings get caught up, she says to the, you know, this is the guy for me. I really love this guy. And you give into the feelings. Now, there's times when women regret it, like, you know, I should have waited. The other aspect of it, the other side of it, a lot of women will say that to see what the guy says. Yep. I tell a lot of my, my female friends, tell them you're not getting, you're not having sex until you get married. See what he says. Now, some guys don't believe it. They're like, okay, whatever. That's what you say now. But if you really are forceful about it and you tell a dude, I am serious. I have been celibate for three years. I am not having sex until I get ma- get married you're really going to find out what that dude is about. He either is going to do a couple of things. He is either going to be like, baby, I support you. If you know, if that's how you want to roll, that's how I'm rolling with you. But he may be getting it from somebody else. That's the first guy. The second guy may say, well, I ain't even waiting around. out. I got another girl uh, down the down. I'm not going to even mess with this girl. I'm just going to go ahead and cut her off. Because I got another girl across the town, and she's with it. Or it could be the third guy who is really like, baby, I love you, and if that's how you vote, listen, I'm not fooling around with nobody but you until we get married. So you got those three different types of people. But like I say, when a girl is saying that, sometimes she's just testing a dude to see what he's gonna say. Hmm. Uh, Rob-
3: Robin has something else to say. Go ahead, Robin.
8: Yeah.
7: So, so um um communication is 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 the is the big factor okay and then and then uh, what everybody needs to understand men need to understand and know and women need to be honest and admit that it is impossible to uh uh to have to be affectionate without an emotional attachment. If you are a woman, we are designed by God to be like that to nurture our children when they're born, and our families and all, all of that. So, women, when a woman tells you something like, "Oh, I'm," uh, and if she's not being honest, okay, like she's testing you or something like that, okay. Uh, uh, but she's having having sex with you. She's affectionate with you. She's lying. Okay, so some people, a, a lot of women, they they believe in the power of the J. meaning that <laughs> once they give their J to you, see, most women won't admit this, but once they give. So the JJ to you, they think that you, man, should just be theirs, marry them, give them children, give them money, pay their rent, just whatever they want. And then it's not even whatever they want, but whatever they say, which is control. So you got a lot of manipulation and a lot of control going on, but with communication and dialogue, Y'all can get together, and when two people agree, there you go. And there's no time limit on that. Okay. Okay. <laughs>
3: so, so, so Terry, let me let me let me uh, um, throw this. So, is it best? I just want to say, I just want to ask you this, Terry. Is it best to, if if she says she wants to wait, till you get married? And if she's the one that's for you, your soulmate, you know, the one that God brought you to, you know, the one that God led you to her, or, you know, she led, you know, he led her to you. Um. So, so it's best, so in other, in other words, it's, it probably is best to wait till you're married or, you know, some woman had that 90 day scale thing. So, so in other <laughs> words, it's best to wait if you really want to be with that person, correct?
8: Yeah, I mean if 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 you're the guy and you're like, I really this is my girl here. This is my soulmate. So you're you're saying in in a sense in retrospective that I'm willing to do what I have to do to be with this woman <laughs> and this if this is what she wants to do, I've gotta respect that. If you sit down as as, as a couple and mm-hmm. have and like I say, communication is probably one of the worst things that we do in relationships because we don't talk to each other and if you have that conversation as adults hey this is how i feel about things i listen i i don't want to have sex until i'm married it could be the guy saying it uh, i'll give you a perfect example we all know who megan good is and her husband Devon franklin mm-hmm. well Devon mm-hmm. franklin is, is he's he's a minister and he's he mm-hmm. was celibate and hollywood knew that he was celibate now, on the other hand, Megan Good would tell you, oh, she was out there. Hey, and right when you. she really started thinking mm-hmm. about Devon Franklin, yeah, she, she she told that not only was she promiscuous, she was smoking cigarettes and everything. And she mentioned to a few of her actor friends, celebrity friends, hey, you know, me and Devon had really been hanging out a lot. And they were like, girl, because they knew her history.
0: Mm-hmm. They were like,
8: girl, she, He's celibate. Like, I don't know how you're gonna handle that because he, he ain't he don't mess going around. To hell. And he was, <laughs> and, going he to was hell. and he was And he was definitely huh? She Robin says she going <laughs> to hell. He, he's gonna to go
7: to hell because she's gonna corrupt the so, the the ministers.
8: Right so so what, it, so what happened was Devon Franklin even said that when he was looking for a mate, he had two criteria. His criteria was, I don't want a woman that smokes, and I don't want a woman who's an actress. I'm not trying to get involved with anybody that's in the industry. Well, lo and behold, they got together. But his his perspective on life changed her life to the point where she stopped smoking, to the point where she was no longer promiscuous because she wanted to be with him. See, she was the example of that you just gave, like, what should you do if the person, if the wife says, you mm-hmm. know, if the woman says, hey, I want to wait. So they flipped it. Devon was the one that said, listen, I'm not having sex till we get married. And Megan Good had to hold to that. So much so that they came out with a book together called The Wait, where they oh, talked wow. about being celibate together until they were married. So if you really want it and you know that's the person for you, you have to be willing to sacrifice to make it happen.
3: All right. Uh, well, we, uh, Robin. Robin has another question, and then Miss Peggy. Go ahead, yeah. Robin. Oh, I, hold on, okay, Robin so... Hold on, Robin. Hold on, Robin. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I did this question. I got. Did you Did you make your husband wait ninety days before y'all got intimate? <laughs>
7: <laughs> or no comment. Me?
0: <laughs> yeah, you. Me. That's you. Oh
7: no, we um, uh, we we did it the first day because from the very first minute we got together <laughs> no. and stayed together, and then we got married six months later. We never okay. parted once we once we first met from each other. And Pretty he right. says, uh, uh, "Are you gonna give me some or what?" And I says, "Are we gonna get married?" And he says, "Yeah." <laughs> Man, we communicated. Great. Okay. So, we yeah. we, had, we had communication, though, you know, okay. so it was... Okay, go ahead, go ahead, ahead Robin. <laughs> I didn't
3: mean to put you on the spot. I just was wondering, you know. <laughs> yeah.
7: uh, 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 now, what happens when, say, you are married or not, but you're all in the middle of, of having a sexual relationship, and a pretty good one, and then have sex, like an illness or a trauma
3: erectile dysfunction,
7: about? <laughs> wow. oh, erectile dysfunction that's traumatizing. But, but like for real though, it, that's an illness, you know, mm-hmm. what about then is that other person, should they be required to just stay, stay there and stick it out if they're not married or in the case of marriage for better, for worse. Sickness didn't <laughs> What say you?
0: <laughs> All right,
7: microphone goes back to the Doctor Terry. <laughs>
8: well, I appreciate that. Well, my my thought is this: let's say I'll talk about both sides. So, before you married, so you're just dating that person, or when you're married. So, this is a thing that that most people don't understand when it comes to intimacy. There's a lot of people out there like myself, well, I'm disabled. I have cerebral palsy. But my love life is a lot different from somebody that's a paraplegic, that may be in a wheelchair, that doesn't have any function from the waist down. Thankfully, I have a son, so I, I, I can have sex from the waist down. But there's a lot of people that can't because they're disabled in a wheelchair. Or as she mentioned before, they may have some type of illness. And we always tend to think of intimacy as always, excuse, you know, being frank here, it's got to be some type of penetration. Well, intimacy comes in so many forms. Intimacy can be hugging, kissing. It could be so many different things. It could be self-masturbation if if the person can't have an erection. There's so many things that you can do. But again, it comes with communication because you have to be able to sit down with the person that is a para, that is paralyzed from the waist down before you get married and have that conversation. Because the person in a wheelchair may say to you, well, I can't do it this way, but I could definitely do it this other way. And you as a man or the woman has to decide if that's enough for you before you move forward. So if you're like, okay, well, I can get with that, Because, again, there's so many other ways to be intimate that you may say, okay, cool, this person in a wheelchair, whether it's a guy who's dating a girl in a wheelchair, he says, okay, well, she can't do it this way, but I'm interested because she can do it the other way. Now, let's flip it to you've been in a, a marriage for three years, and in the fourth year, that person becomes paralyzed in a car accident. It's happening all the time. Somebody right now has been married for a couple of years, but unfortunately, they slipped and fell in the bathtub, and now they're paralyzed. It happens. That conversation needs to happen. Mm
0: -hmm.
8: Like, what are we going to do? And hopefully that person that you're with, that you've been with for three or four years, is mature enough to say to you, I can't handle this. I'm not going to be able to do this.
3: Terry, can I can or, I can I jump in here and ask you a question real quick? Yes. Does that does that come yes. from does that come from her or him him or her having a high sex drive where they can't wait?
8: Well, it it can, but the thing about it is this this is a thing I think with people again it comes back down, down to communication. Um, you could you could be disabled to have a high sex drive. So high okay. sex drives, you know, whether you're able body or disabled or sick or healthy, uh, a high sex drive is in that person. So it doesn't matter, like, you know, you can have somebody that's in a wheelchair uh, wearing somebody else that's able body, and the, and the person in the able body is like, okay, listen, how many times are we going to do it today? So that <laughs> sexual high sex drive is like whoever that person is. But again, okay. it comes down to communication because when when you're in a relationship, whether you're just <clears throat> dating a person or you're actually married, you have to be able to say to your partner, what do you like? What don't you like? Hmm. Because just saying those words can open up the door to, to have some real dialogue of, I like when you do this, but I hate when you do that. See, the biggest problem that men have is their first encounter sexually for most men, not all, but for most men, their first sexual encounter becomes the book. So I always like it. I always uh, use this analogy. Most men, when they have their first sexual encounter, they do the first step or they're kissing her on the neck. She's boning. I mean, they're 16, 17 years old. They're in high school. They kiss her on the neck, they they think to themselves, oh, this works. Then they kiss her at some other place, oh, this works. The third thing they do, oh, this works. It works with her, but that doesn't necessarily mean it works with the second person. So every encounter that (laughs) the man has, he goes through the exact same steps. He never sits down and asks the woman, do you like to be kissed on the neck? Because if he asked some women, some women are like, oh, I hate that. Do you like that? Oh, I hate that. But see, because in his mind, the first woman that, and unfortunately, that first woman might have been lying to him. She might have been faking him. Because <laughs> she didn't want to hurt his ego. Mm-hmm. But in his mind, he's saying, oh, I know exactly what I'm doing. Because the first girl, the second girl, the third girl, they all went crazy for me. But he never sat down and said to them, Hey, before we get started, I need to know what you like. What don't you like?
3: <laughs> that sounds like in my high school years, Terry.
8: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, brothers, we 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 do the same thing over and over. We are not Hell we are yeah. not very versatile.
3: <laughs> well, no! All right, we got uh, Miss Peggy. Go ahead, ask your question.
0: <laughs>
6: um.
3: Yes.
6: Um, I I just too agree that um, two people, Glee, um have to be attracted to each other, you know. And as the relationship goes on, many years, like you, said, you know, um, it's not just about sex; it's just about the communication and passion. And um, I think that. People
3: have to, but
6: sometimes they communicate.
3: Your 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 phone Um, is uh, your phone is in and out, Uh, Miss Peggy, is uh, cracking up. It's breaking up. I mean,
7: move closer to your receiver.
3: Yeah. Okay. Phone don't want you to talk talk about that tonight. That's probably why. Go ahead. That might be worse. <laughs> uh
6: yeah, is that better? I don't know.
3: Yes better. Yeah, go ahead.
6: Okay. Uh no. Um, do you think that some people just get together uh because of that physical attraction? I mean, you know, it is more, relationships are more. I have had surgeries to where, you know, my companion, my husband, you know, is taking care of me during surgeries um you know and there is a million and one ways to have sex you know um and i d- um but so how, you did it in the hospital, 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 hospital,
0: hospital certain... <laughs> yes so <laughs> I've,
6: yes, I've had a few uh i've had a few uh surgeries um some major surgeries uh i've had cancer and stuff so um you know i've recovered from that so um it's just there is a million one ways to have sex but what i'm getting at do how how much do you think that right now with the young people um that they're just based on look that they're basing their relationships on looks and that first night and that first month. And then, you know, they have children. Um, I'm just saying, you know, what do you think that we could, um, what do you think, I guess what I'm trying to say, um, after the young kids are out here messing around with this person, their best friend or this person down the street, um, How can the communities help counsel the young people and keeping them together as families um, after, you know, they've created children because their looks, uh, the hormones, you know, got them into maybe situations at a young age that, you know, and now we have families involved with children, people fighting over children. Uh, just because, you know, this person looks really good, and they're coming home, and we've got children later. So how do you think the community can actually help um, these younger or all people maybe um, stay together or keep their relationship uh, more inspired, I, w- I guess?
8: Okay, great, great question. Um what I always say is I have to remember that I was once young and I was I was just like those kids that we're talking about now and you know, we uh, you know, me going up in high school in New York very visual. I remember just talking, having this conversation with a friend of mine of, uh, and I don't know if they do this, but I think they do this here in Georgia but in New York we used to have half days. That means you you know you went to school at seven or eight o'clock in the morning. You would normally get out of school about two or three, but there were days that you had half days. You would get out of school at eleven Now yeah, when you got-, got out of school at eleven, everybody pretty much did the same thing. They went home with somebody else because they knew the parents were alone.
3: It was on like so
8: Dr. Cole. i well i <laughs> word, I'd listen I listen when 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 i my regular school days. I would get home around 3 o'clock, 3.30, and I knew my mom would probably be home around 4 o'clock, 4.30 from work, and my dad would come home around 5 or 6. But on half days, shoot, I was home at 11.30. I had had the whole afternoon to myself before my parents came home. So what did I do like everybody else did? I brought the girl home. I can't even tell you when I was on the road with all these different hip-hop artists, how many groupies used to come to the hotels and and stay in the rooms and stuff because I'm 20, 21 years old. That's, uh, listen, that's all I was thinking about. I mean, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, uh, a couple of weeks, ago, I was like, man, if I was thinking about it, I had access to Queen Latifah and Will Smith and all these different celebrities. Why wasn't I sitting down writing music for them? I could have been living off of royalties right now, but my mind wasn't there. My mind was okay, we're going to Tennessee. I got a girl in Tennessee. Oh, we're going to Alabama. I got this girl that I met last year on tour in Alabama. That's the only thing I was thinking about. So now in hindsight, 56 years old, I'm like, man, I'm friends with Latifah. I could have been like, yo, I got this hip-hop song for you. I'm hanging out with Will Smith and Puffy. Yo, Puffy, yo, man, I wrote this song for for Faith Evans. But my mind wasn't there. So to answer Mm. your question, a lot of the kids that you're talking about, in hindsight, when they get our age, they're going to look back and say, man, I should have did things different. So what can we do? Again, it comes back to communication. But we have to also be good leaders. We have to show them. See, we can't be about just talking about it but not doing what we're telling them to do. So if you want to show them to be responsible and show them the way to go, you've got to set that example, not just you as a person, but the whole community. And we've got to talk to our kids more. We've got to say, hey, listen, I know you like this girl. Like I tell my son all the time, he's 21 years old. 20. Oh, excuse me. Let me go back. My son is 23 now, and I tell him all the time, listen, I know you got girls. You got these, <laughs> He just bought his own house last year. Don't be making no babies. See, when I was growing up and I had these girls coming to my house during those half days, that's what I was afraid of. I was afraid of getting a girl pregnant because I knew the responsibility that came with it. All I wasn't right. thinking about anything else except I don't want to get no girl pregnant, and I'm twenty two, 22, 23 years old, because I knew the respect. So if you teach the kids like, listen, like, see, my son, his example is his stepbrother, his half brother, Yeah, half brother. See, his half brother got two kids. Half brother's like thirty years old, and that is a that's a a lesson for me because he sees what his half brother got go to go through. He's like, Dad, he ain't got no time for himself. So you have to set those type of examples. Like, listen, I know you're 21 years old and your hormones is raging, but you see what your older brother's going through. You see what your sister's going through. And hopefully, that's the lesson that they'll they'll hold on to. Wow, uh,
3: we got another question, uh, Mr. Noweber.
4: Uh, okay, I was listening
3: to what he was saying, and I got kind of like sidetracked. I don't know, I don't know what my question was. I don't know what my question was. I I think about it in a minute. Yeah, I, I and I want to go back to what you were saying. Uh, you know, about being on the road and stuff. I remember when uh. Where uh, salt and pepper came to town, boy. You talk about somebody trying to get up in that in
0: that uh, hotel room with them,
3: boy. I was trying by all means necessary to get in that get in that room with them two. Joe, Joe, I was trying to get the one with with, salt.
4: with Cinderella.
3: I didn't care whether it was her salt or pepper. One of them, I was, I was trying to hit. I ain't lying.
8: <laughs> I
5: was, I, I was Cinderella.
8: Fan. Hey, I was, so you were the ma- you were the male groupie.
3: They're the male
8: groupie.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I even, hey, because I, I was DJing that night, I even went as far as went out to the car and went through, Terry, I went through each of the milk crates and found their albums and brought the albums in back in the hotel with me. They ended up, you know, autographing the albums. I thought that was going to get me in the bedroom, but nah, it never happened. <laughs> I came
0: home, I came home, my mom was like, my mom
3: was like, my mom was like okay, you had a good time, and she said, I know you, which one did you sleep with?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
8: I ain't going to lie, I tried, damn it, I tried. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the group that... The the goofies was definitely on the roads, especially uh, when I used to tour with the different artists and stuff. It was it was crazy on the road. Mm-hmm.
3: So, so the question I want to ask Miss Miss Peggy, the same question I asked Robin. Did you did you get did you have did you did you give your husband that ninety the ninety day rule? Or y'all <laughs> y'all had, y'all were intimate on the first night, or you made him wait?
6: We waited. For a while, um, it was a situation, and
3: um,
6: just some things were, you know, it was better we waited. Um,
7: uh, it to. was
6: like the first time i seen him, though, it was like, oh, my, I have to have this man. But it was like, oh, my goodness, uh, I cannot. You it's know, like it was a he was ready to break him off a little something, and, something then, oh, huh? <laughs> um, it was a, yeah, it was a situation, you know, um, um, I had been in a battered and abused relationship for a very oh, okay. long time. And then when I seen him, I think it was like the first person I absolutely noticed in like 10 years, you know what I mean? Like, oh my gosh, who is this? Oh my goodness. Who is this? Like this person that just walked by me and, um, as time went on, you know, time went on, and um, I absolutely had to go to this person for help because, um, you know, when you have, like, um, blood running out of your eye, and um, you don't know if your tooth is there, it's like, well, damn, you know, I need to go up here. Uh, I need to use some water facilities, um, you know, or whatever, you know what I mean? So, we did that, uh, but we there was a relationship, I think, like a friendship we had built through all of this. So when I had oh. ended this terrible relationship of hell, you know, it was like, this is enough. My kids are little. Uh, you know, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, it's like this cannot go on, cannot continue. Uh, I remember who my mother had raised, and that's when I said this cannot continue. So that is when... Um, It's like we have been together for twenty five years. We built okay. that's why I said, we, you know we built a relationship, and I think that that friendship. Um, and like the first time I seen him though, it was like, oh my goodness,
3: um, you know,
6: you had asked the question. With that, oh I my
3: goodness! Believe. Well, you had to get that
6: goodness in there. Yeah. Oh no, it just into my myself, I don't know what it is.
0: Okay. <laughs> um. All right. But okay.
6: I think it's that um, that friendship. You know, you have to have that friendship, and um, it stems from like. But the first time I seen him, it was like, oh my goodness gracious.
0: Okay. Um,
6: I literally had not looked at anyone, or looked up or anything, but it was just like, wow. And so I just okay. got tired of being beat down, and it's like, hey you know um i ended one life and now my life is absolutely like a dream life the last 20 years okay i, I just
3: can't, you know, we, we, got yeah, I can't we got another that, question we got another question we got time we got I, yes, time getting please. here uh go ahead mr no weapon i uh, this is a
4: question to my man um uh, is there a guarantee in any length of time that you wait that your relationship to have sex is there a guarantee that your that your relationship is gonna last. Like any length of time. Like if it's short term or long term that you wait to have sex, is that a guarantee that your relationship is gonna last? Just because you wait a long while?
8: Nah, to be honest with you, there's no guarantee because, you know, like we've heard tonight, you can you can get with someone the first week and it lasts forever. And you can wait three months and after that you're no longer with that person so it really it comes down to it really comes down to chemistry it comes down to two people that have a what's the word I'm looking for two people that just click they click they vibe because again you know you could wait and even after waiting if that chemistry is not there See, a, a lot of times, you know, especially for men, with visual. And I remember, I'll tell you this, a, a story I always remember, and, and it relates to a lot of men. but I'm, and, and I'm not going to say who the hip-hop artist is, but I have a, uh, a friend of mine who's a hip-hop artist, um, I would say legendary. And I never forget one day we was talking, this is like 20 to 30 years ago we had this conversation, so I still remember it to this day. But he said to me one day, He's like, listen, when I leave the record label and I drive home, I'm going down the street and I come up on this pizza shop. This particular pizza shop was on the corner and it had these windows where when you're sitting at the light, you could actually look into the pizza shop and you could see the, the customers and the workers making a pizza. And he said, man, it's this girl that works at this pizza shop that I specifically make sure that I go down the street just so that I could see this girl working in in the pizza shop. And I'm, like, fantasizing over this girl. I'm like, man, I really need to meet this girl. This is what he's saying to me. And this went on for several weeks until he finally came to the conclusion, like, man, I want to have sex with this girl, but it's probably going to be just like all the others. See, because he realized that although he was fantasizing over this girl, that because there was no foundation, he didn't really know the girl, that it'd probably be just like all the other. See, A lot of times when men are, are cheating, it's because they think that the, the sexual encounter is going to be off the chain. Oh my goodness, this girl is so bad. I mean, look at the like, I know she bad in the bedroom, but then because there's no foundation, after he has sex with her, he's like, "Man, I don't even know why I did that." Because now he done lost interest. He's like, "There was no different than the other." It's like he was looking for a high, and he can never get that high because it's like he thinks he can. So he's like, he's disappointed himself. He done cheated on his girl. And he's like, man, I don't even know why I did that, man. Like now, what am I going to say to this girl? Because now she's all up under me and she wants to, I don't even like, I don't even know this girl. Now a couple months pass by and he sees another girl. Oh my God, she's bad. I know she's going to be bad in the bedroom. And <laughs> he goes through the cycle. Continually looking for something that he thinks is going to be off. Awesome. Oh, she's going to be hanging from the ceiling. But then when he has sex with her, like, that was a no. That was a nothing big. That was nothing big to write about me. She was just like you know because he doesn't have any any emotions invested in. him. See when he's with his girl that he really loves, he doesn't realize the the, the intimacy is off the hook because he loves like that. I really love this girl. This is my girl right here. But then again, he always looking for something more. So he sees another girl six months later. At the office. Oh, I know she's gonna be bad and he goes through the same cycle. So to answer your question, it really is as far as the intimacy between both people, the chemistry. It could be the first night, you're just like in love with each other, or it'd be six months where you're like, I don't even know why I did this. Gotcha. I gotcha. know I've been with her for six months and I love her, but now that we had it see 'cause now that we've had we've been intimate with each other with, with, with there's nothing left. We can't even talk to each other. So I'm, I'm,
3: you know, I'm going to, I'm going to tell myself because we got about like six minutes. I'm going to tell myself. I was, I was like that, you know, Terry, uh, you know, back with my high school years, I would, I would sleep with girl, you know, I say, like, oh, you know, what? I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a senior coming up. I'm going to have me a girlfriend. So what I would do is I would sleep with, I was sleeping with the girl, but if they couldn't satisfy me having sex with them, you know what I mean? Like, no, I'm not going to mess with her. Let me go mess with this one. You know but that's what, I I felt that way until I got to college. And then when I got to college, it was a whole different world. Because when you got to mm-hmm. college, them girls weren't playing, playing that shit when I got to college. Either you was with me or <laughs> yeah. you're not with me. If you're not with me, get the hell on away from me. But, yeah, I, right. I was guilty of that, you know, my high school years. Yeah, but, yeah, I, yeah, I was guilty of that.
8: Oh, yeah. 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 yeah oh, looking, yeah. Look, yeah, looking. And, and, and women, see, men men look for it sexually mm-hmm. when they go from one woman to one woman. Women look for it emotionally.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I can say, mine was sexually.
8: <laughs> and, yeah. yeah, and women <laughs> emotional. So they're going from well, they going from one like guy to the angel. next, trying to find that emotion. Well, yeah, but
3: uh, I think some women do it too. Some women, some women, I have sex with yep. a man just to see how good he is in the bed. Yeah, if he's not yep. to there sure. yep. if, if she's oh, not yeah, to oh yeah,
8: absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Move
3: on and, and make, you know, and move on to the next guy just to make sure if he's yep. the one that can get her to her peak or her climax and stuff. You know, does wish does. Uh, the needs that she want in the bed too. You got some women that are like that. Yeah. Some women like that too.
8: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well Robin Robin and and uh uh Miss Peggy were good girls. They do none of that. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
7: Well I uh my my experience unfortunately was was filled with a lot of trauma. You know, at an early age, I went in the Air Force at 17. Oh yeah,
0: that's right. And that's then right. I
7: was raped one month after, and then unfortunately that just kind of set the stage, and just I, you know, I, uh, you, you I'm, know, I'm not able to participate.
3: I was, uh, I was sitting here <laughs> thinking, and I forgot, it's you know, Robin really went started. through that trauma, Miss Peggy went through that trauma. You know, Terry, I was thinking uh, maybe next week we could talk on, uh, you know, being with, you know, a male. Or a female that has been through trauma, you know, through a rape, you know, sexual assault,
0: mm-hmm. and
3: and trying to get back into relationship-wise with someone new. How does that affect relationships too? Maybe we can, uh, you know, jump, you know, cool. get get on that because I know a lot of women that um that has gone through, uh, you know, domestic violence and and things mm-hmm. like that, and they they're scared to love or be intimate right. with, you know, even men yeah. too, because, you know, I'm a yeah. victim of domestic violence, and it took me a long time just to trust a woman, to trust a woman.
8: Yeah, Cause yeah.
3: Because the, the, in the back of my mind, yeah. it's like, damn, yeah. if I argue with this girl, is this girl going to attack me like the last girl? So I, I, I felt right. that, and I yeah. was like that for a long time until it took my father, you know, to sit down and talk to him and say, listen, you know, you got to get over your fears of you know, being you know, of dating another woman because not all women are the same. You know what I'm saying? But right. I I, mm-hmm. I I went through that whole depression, so that'll be something you know, Terry, that'll probably be a good topic to talk about, you know, next Wednesday, you know, here on the show if you don't mind. And maybe I can get some other oh, absolutely. uh yeah, let's, some other let's people that I know. I, I like that. Let's yeah, just, yeah, I let's can get some mad. other people that's been through that been through that trauma and I'll try to get them on the show and have them talk about it. So yeah, cool. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, we'll we'll make that yeah, happen I because do. Rob, you know, Robin, Robin's film, you know, was a national film, and still, you know, you can go and, um, you know, and check it out, and we'll we'll have, we'll make sure that she'll have all the. Uh, Robin, we'll make sure that you you know you have all the sites where they can go and watch that, you know, watch that uh, movie as well that you're in that documentary okay. that you helped get kickstart and everything like that. And Terry, okay. uh, how can people find you and they want to ask you questions about, you know, relationship questions and things like that.
8: Uh, They can definitely reach out to me on Instagram, Terry underscore Moore, M-O-O-R-E-R. Or one of the best ways to find me is to Google me and just type in Terry Moore Music Biz Coach, and I'll be glad to reach out, reach back out to people. Anybody that reaches out to me can definitely uh, connect with me.
3: That's right, y'all. This is Dr. Terry Moore right here on the Hilltop Radio Show. He's here every Wednesday night from 10 to 11 p.m. So if you guys out there listening, if you want to be a part of the show, don't hesitate, 516-453-9110, and we'll be back on here every week um, here on Wednesday night. Terry, as always, thank you, my brother. I appreciate you, man, taking time out of your schedule, man, and being here. Um, everybody that's listening, you guys be blessed. Uh, tomorrow night we're on the jukebox. We got Jay Red and his wife uh, Miss Sham right here on the Hilltop Radio Show. You guys be easy and breezy. So tomorrow night we out of here. Let's get on out of here on the Love Zone. Yeah, <laughs> Billy.
0: Oh <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs>
3: if it'll play, all right. There we go.